Welcome to Life With Your Dog podcast. Our focus is educating dog owners, enthusiasts and dog trainers about ideas on how to train, manage, live and thrive with our dogs. To teach dogs to live in our society while our dogs teach us how to live in the now. I'm your host Panos Anagnostou. And I'm your co-host Luke Badman. Thank you for joining us and we hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back everyone to another episode of Life With Your Dog. Today's the last day of summer for us here in Australia. And I could have done an episode in my own studio inside the house. However, it was really hot today inside of that room and a bit uncomfortable. And I thought, take the opportunity to be out in nature since I'll be out every day anyway, even in winter, but it's nice to be sitting here. I'm alongside the beach. There is a little bit of wind and maybe a little bit of the ocean sound behind. So if that bothers you, I apologize. However, I want to get a good vibe for what I want to talk about today. So sitting outside next to Spades and Nookie, well, we go for a bit of a walk. I've stopped here to talk about the three P's in developing any skill in dog training. And that is practice, patience, and persistence. And what does that mean for us in, uh, in our dog training, but also in just any everyday life of developing skills, developing your craft, your hobby, your job, um, any skill building, practice. Practice is all about consistency. You're not going to get good at anything if you don't practice it. So if you do want to work on your obedience, if you are working on behavior modification, you know, following the goals, or following, not the, you don't know, follow your goals, you aim towards your goals, but you're following the step-by-step aims at everything that you're working on. Practice, practice, practice. You know, repetition is the mother of all skills. So when it comes to getting anything good in our dog training, make sure that you're practicing as much as you can. And there's going to be another episode that's going to be for me and Luke to conversate about. And I'm talking about excuses or reasons. Reasons and excuses kind of work hand in hand. Also, there's going to be loud cars because I'm on Grand Parade, right in the Grand Parade, so all the, the loud cars drive past, so... Again, apologies, I am mindful that you are listening and it can be annoying. But um, but practice. Practice your skills, practice your craft. You know, with your dogs, like for example, I'm working on a new command with Nookie. I'm teaching her that middle command and maybe I've been teaching this to her for over the last couple of months now and I'm not hardcore on it because I don't absolutely need it but I do want it to be something that she does understand and I practice as much as possible. But when it comes to practice... It's also about when to practice because if we practice at the wrong time, if you're in a bad mood and your dog's really sensitive to your mood or if you're like, so, or if your dog has an injury or she's not in the right mood. So just the other day I threw the ball and she's got that bad, um, bad left leg. So when, she, when I threw the ball, she squealed and she didn't like it. So then, you know, sometimes she gets a paranoia about the ball. Um, but it's because she just took a real sharp turn. So you got to know, I had to know in that moment there, we're not teaching anything new. I'm not going to work on the middle. Because in the past, in my practice of, of training the command, it has resulted in when it, and that particular situation has happened, it's, um, it's happened to be that I've asked her to do the middle after she's hurt herself and she's a little bit paranoid and doesn't want to do it. So practice is about setting, setting up your training session, setting up whatever it is that you're working on. If it's reactivity to other dogs, be in the right frame of mind, set the right environment and know when to work on the specific technique. If you're getting your dog to 
build focus on you, make sure that in your practice that your dog's hungry enough to want to work on your food or, or any real reinforcement they're using. So, you know, I typically use the ball for training the command, um, training any commands with my dogs. But when it comes to teaching the command, I do use food and practice, practice and practice. Really, really important. It's kind of a no-brainer, right? But not all the time. So sometimes we need to put our focus on what it is that we're actually trying to work on. Patience, the biggest skill that we learn in, through our dog training. And if you listen to our episode with um, with Birdie O'Shidi and when I did, just give me one sec, guys. Nookie. Good girl. She kind of ran over the, the sand dune there. So I've just called her back so she doesn't run too far from me or someone sees that she's cute and wants to steal her from me. So um, one thing that when I was in the webinar with Birdie and, you know, one, one of the questions was what, what was the main thing that you learned from, from working with your dog? Because our dogs are our teachers, you know, we learn so much from our dogs as much as we're trying to teach them things. And the one that came, kept on coming up was, oh, my patience, patience and patience. And it's a really good one, you know, because patience is one of those, those, um, one of those elements to developing our skill that can really, can really screw us up and put us backwards. And, um, you know, I've made a lot of the examples I keep on saying, maybe I've said this before and I probably have, and, you know, maybe that's all comes down to that repetition again, is that I had a friend of mine who joined, um, joined our martial arts training class, um, a few years ago. And when he, he came in and it was his first session ever of doing any martial art. And, and I said to him, like, man, really, really good work today. You, um, you know, you, your, your movement was really cool. You, you're on point, like for the first session that you've ever done ever i was giving him a good compliment i actually meant it it was genuine i did want him to, i did want to give him some praise so he can came back come back as well but i was genuine about that and his comment was ah oh, no it wasn't that good i'm like brother it's your first session ever an hour and a half of a training session um you shouldn't even expect to be good so it's it's patience of developing the skill so when it comes to our dog training is that you know that not only are you developing a skill in your, whoever you're using your, your, um, wherever you're getting your training from, whoever is your trainer, has to really reinforce to you that patience is really, really important and take things really, really small baby steps, successive approximations, very, very small steps towards your goal. If we rush it, we tend to screw it up. We get frustrated. Our dog gets confused. Dog can, um, really not like the task that we're trying to teach them. And, um, and patience is about doing things for the long haul. You know, most people in our world want instant gratification, we want things yesterday. And patience is one of those things where it's a great teacher to us because if we do push too hard and expect things too quickly, we get discouraged and don't continue the, the training with our dogs. If we push it too hard, our dog gets frustrated or, and, and or confused, which can result in fear or um, a lack of clarity about what it is that we're trying to work on. So if you're not if you're not patient, then you can't be clear. And if your clarity is not on point, then your communication sucks. So then, what is it that you're actually trying to teach your dog? So um, so really be patient with your training, guys. When you are going to get out there and work with your dogs, know that you're doing this for the long term. Whatever it is, if you're a new trainer and you want to be good at your craft then don't see it after three months and be like, ah, oh, damn, you know, this doesn't work. It's patience, patience, patience. And, um, and if you're not patient, then you're not a good 
you, you, you're not a good role model, you're not a good leader. And, but then saying that as well with patience, don't take too, too long to work on things, you know, like you don't want to be working that middle command for three and a half years if you can get it within six months. So, you know, it's good to be patient to go with the flow, but also know the dog that you're working with in front of you. And if you know that you're taking too long, you can actually ruin the, 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 um, the behavior that you're trying to teach as well. So with, um, with patience comes, most of us do need to work on being more patient, but if you're a really patient person, then know how to push, push the ball a little bit, you know, and I think that's really important. Persistence. Persistence kind of comes off the back end of the, of what I was just saying then about patience is about be persistent with whatever it is that you're working on. So for example, if you do know that your dog knows to sit and you're at the front of your house or outside of your, out of your dog's comfort zone and you've told your dog to sit, your dog sits, but then doesn't wait for that release command, for example, um, be persistent to push it through to be like, excuse me, I told you what it is that I want you to do and you must do it. Of course, working with the dog in front of you and not pushing too hard, but be persistent when it comes to your training. So if you can't be bothered, then you're not going to get any results. Persistence is about pushing through when you really can't be bothered doing it. So I always use the examples of, of our own journey, whether it's you know developing your own tar, um, skills. Is um, The other day when I, <laughs> most days I can't be bothered training, um, not even dog training. Not even with myself, you know, doing that physical workout or, you know, be persistent with business. You know, business is, has been a massive teacher to me. You know, um, this November will be 10 years of business of Nutris Pooches in November. It's, um, it's coming up very quickly and it feels like far out, a whole decade of, of, of business. But, and everyone praises you. Oh, wow, that's big milestone. Congratulations. And it's like, and totally. I take that on board. I really appreciate the, 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 good, the good vibes. However, it's a testament to myself to look at it and be like, yeah, but I've been persistent with it because I can be an okay dog trainer, but I have to be a good people trainer. I have to be somebody that knows how to run the books, to call back my clients, to follow up with my clients, to be persistent in regards to changing tools if I need to change tools for like, you know, when, I, when I'm selling different products or whatever it is, you know, you've got to be persistent and persistence is something that, um, ties into that instant gratification. If you want something yesterday and you know that it's going to take you six months to a year to develop, then be persistent with what it is that you're working on. And persistence comes hand in hand with that patience and with the practice. And I think practice comes first. Practice is doing the task. Patience is learning to feel the vibes and to read what's in front of you, read what's around you, the environment whether it's you and your dog, whether it's you and your dog and the, the things that are happening around you, or whether it's your own feelings, your own emotions, your own blockages, your own obstacles, all these things. But persistence is what ties it all in together. So do the task, be patient with it, and enjoy it. You have to enjoy the training. You have to enjoy training your dog um, for two reasons. Enjoy the actual moment of increasing you you and your dog's dopamine you know that that chemical that keeps us going for more and more and more but also be patient because you know that if your dog is aggressive to your friends that come over and you're not practice patience and persistence within all of that and good management management is a 
whole nother topic. But if you're not going to be keeping those three P's in mind, then you're not going to really develop a good skill. And aside from dog training, it's it's so, so relevant. And something that I say to my clients a lot, Glenn, Glenn Cook, my mentor, my teacher, a good friend of mine, you know, he said, and where, I don't know where he got this from, but I remember when I was doing my training with him, he said, the three C's in dog training is consistency, consistency, consistency. And that, that sticks with me forever. But that consistency comes with the, the practice. The patience comes with knowing yourself, knowing your goals and where you're aiming towards. And persistence is about pushing through and having the discipline. And um, if you are going to be persistent and you're going to really push for it, make sure that you're asking the right amount of effort from your dog or your, your dog is, is actually able to do it. And I think that's really really key point here is you know you could so let's just say another random example every single time i knock on a door at somebody's house all i hear from the other side of the door is sit 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 the door opens the dog's not sitting the dog runs through and i say to my clients if you're going to make your dog sit like if you're going to say the word sit coming out of your mouth to your dog first of all i'm a big believer of only give the command once so set your dog up for success if you know that your dog's not going to sit because the distraction and um, is too 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 high um, when that doorbell rings and your dog running through, then then don't ask your dog to sit. And if you are going to ask your dog to sit, have some food with you, have a lead on them. But what I would prefer is when people come through the door and your dog does tend to run through, is ask your dog to go onto onto their bed, onto a, that placement command. That place command is really really important. But that's where you have to be persistent to be like, no, nah, that door's not opening until you stay on that bed. You should practice it before somebody's at the door. You should also practice it um, with you pressing the doorbell so the dog hears the, the conditioned stimulus, which is the doorbell, and then the conditioned response is run up to the door, jump and bark and carry on, and then run through and jump on your friends. So make sure that you're persistent in regards to if your dog breaks position, no, back on the bed, no, back on the bed, no, back on the bed. If you feel that in that particular situation it's going to be too much, then put your dog in your crate, put your dog in the backyard, keep your dog in the lead, and don't ask the command. So you can be persistent, but persistence doesn't mean ask, like telling your dog to do something a thousand times and then not even following it through. If you're going to say something, follow it through. I think it's a key tip there. The three Ps, practice, patience, persistence. Keep that in mind, guys. That's something that you're going to add to your toolbox. And if you're a dog trainer, listen to that. Put that out there to your clients. If you're... A student, if you're a dog owner and you're and you're listening to this, then um, keep those things in mind as well. Because sometimes we we push it too hard, or we don't push it hard enough. So whether that's you, keep those things in mind. I think that's all I'm going to say about practice, patience, persistence. I'm sure there's many examples that are, we've given in the um, in the episodes before, and I'm sure there'll be more to come. And um, the sun's just setting now. And um, the mosquitoes are going to start coming out and, and smashing me. So apologies if the external sounds have been too much and been really distracting for you. Um, summer's over. It's kind of depressing. It means that the sun's going down earlier. It is 10 to 8 and normally it's like 8.30, you know, peak of summer where the sun goes down. So things are starting to shift, starting to change, which means now we're coming into August. It's a different time of, of our own cycles and, I'm, and I'm, maybe I'm a... I'm an animist, I'm a pagan in that way where I, I, I do worship the, the cycles of, of the earth of wherever you live because the external 
forces are our internal forces and when it's summer it's time of giving and putting out there and expressing yourself and now it's autumn it's time to time to start gathering those nuts you know what the squirrels do go up in those trees and hoard them because when winter comes things are scarce and that comes down to our energy comes down to our mindset you know emotions you know and our spiritual connection so make sure that now if you're in the southern hemisphere then that's awesome now if it's spring for you guys people in the northern hemisphere um good vibes coming to you means that it's time for spring cleaning and clean your space because you know clean up your mind because you're going to start expressing yourself a little bit more you're going to be getting out there and people are going to be starting to gather together more so now it's, it's our turn down here to start um start hoarding a few things you know whether it's ideas um whether it's inspiration motivation because when winter comes no one wants to get out there and walk their dog no one really feels like getting up early and getting those things done so um really really appreciate you guys and is there any feedback hit us up is there any questions let us know um and roger is one of our keen listeners i don't know if i mentioned this on our last episode but he sent us a little bit of a of, of a donation something from his heart so for our next episode where me and luke are sitting in studio we've got um it's dedicated for for us to get a bottle have a little drink and some tacos i think he said so i guess um it's a good gesture i really really appreciate that and it does it does um doesn't go unnoticed so i'm not saying that everyone has to be sending us money or anything like that but um you know just just saying hey hitting us up on on our um, Instagram and Facebook or a private message or whatever it is to be like, hey, you know, I'm listening and I'm really appreciating it. If you can share share a screenshot of you listening to this podcast on your on your Instagram, on the stories, you know, we'll share that onto our page as well. Just, you know, sharing that love and, you know, and, and tell a friend. If you do find these episodes beneficial, you don't hear us just thinking about we're just rambling on and just talking talking random shit. But, um, but no, I really do appreciate you guys and, and I have been getting feedback. So that's why we do this every single week. And maybe that's the reason why I'm sitting in the middle of the bushes here um, on the other side of the sand dunes and recording this episode. I could do this at home and I apologize if it's not professional enough. But um, but it's still all this information is coming from my heart because I really do value everybody that's, that's listening. So much love to you all. Keep on training your dogs. Have fun with it. And remember, be patient, practice and have persistence with whatever it is that you're working on. Much love to you all and take care. Thank you for listening to another show of Life With Your Dog. Please like, rate and share if you're enjoying our podcast. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook and YouTube. For all dog training videos, tips and techniques, visit nooches.com.au. Thank you and stay tuned for next time.